0: Hey Sean, it's friggin' two thousand something. The biggest yeah. thing popular right now is yo mama jokes, and I'm just in the okay.
1: mood, the groove. You want to do some back and forth? I just started watching the Brady Bunch. Have you seen that show? It's real. It's like really funny. It's like there's a family, uh, but they're like they weren't originally a family, and now they're a family. It's crazy. We want to talk about that instead. Like Jane Lynch's and. Uh uh, that, yeah, that probably Andy lines
0: Richter,
1: up. Andy Richter, Gary uh, Cole. Oh no, I'm talking about 1970 uh, something. I'm behind on the times in this reference. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Uh, I've only seen
0: the Christmas special and the one where they imply a hand job. Okay, I
1: I, I think that might be the movie.
0: Uh, yeah, that is for sure the okay. movie, and
1: then a Christmas special that was on think. like Fox Family all the time. Do they have handjobs during Christmas?
0: No, the handjob is from a di- from a different timeline. Okay, so they're doing AU. full penetration.
1: It's full penetration during Christmas then.
0: Oh yeah, that's how there's so many children running about and a cousin Oliver.
1: Nice. Dude, Brady br- the Brady Bunch is wicked. It is. I, f- I was scared that that might be the end of the intro, but do you want to do Yo Mamas? Uh, no, No, that was the whole point of the intro was that I didn't want to and you did. Oh, so am I not? Is this the intro, Sean? Yeah, you kind of butchered it. It's fine. Let's go to the show. Let's go to the show.
0: What up, motherfuckers? My name's James. Ooh, oh, I'm trying to suck up my testicles so high into my body that I start talking like this. <laughs> Guys, That's an important I,
1: skill. That's an important skill to develop. Uh, and I'm happy you're developing that skill. Congratulations. I am. I'm developing like a fine film.
0: But I, to introduce the guest on this podcast, which is shuffling the deck the intro, the definitive introductory icp playlist podcast i will introduce my guest by some of the yo mama jokes I had in the hopper form. Okay, wait, okay. Wait, hold
1: on. Before we get to that, when have I been demoted to guest? Wait, I said guest. What happened to You said guest. Okay, well, I ve- to Thrice. I'm very I,
0: I usually okay. you have been a guest more times than you have been my fellow host.
1: co-host. I don't think that's true. What episode are we on now? 11. Like I feel like I've been on um, I feel like I've I've done less than 11 guest spots. I feel like I'm at, I'm at like nine or 10. I feel like... No, but you also have to include talking about Beyblade and engage with Cage. Okay, so that's... All the lo- lost Luchadoruses. I was like two or three Luchadoruses. I went to a five. I think I'm only at nine. We no, have to count it, this out.
0: We'll right, figure this out later on. Okay. Go through my get back catalog. Let me introduce
1: my the
0: host of the show... Oh my gosh! Thank I'm you so the lonely much. co-host. I'm the
1: Andy Richter <laughs> of the shit. Sure, I this, I can tell you're trying to make me feel better, but you know what? It's working. My host's mother
0: is so <laughs> unlovable. She got divorced. My host's oh, wow.
1: mother is so dumb. She named her daughter. <laughs> it's <laughs> Sean Marciniak. I want to be clear. The plan for the intro. Uh, was going to be a whole sort of thing. Uh, and I was like, hey, maybe do like one uh, Yamama joke and then we're going to kind of pivot into a more real thing because we're 30 for Christ's sakes. What are we doing with these terrible jokes and awful dabs? Uh, yes, And James, well, and James yeah. just fucking butchered the intro and then came up with two of the my least favorite things I think I've ever heard on this podcast. And I have to listen to ACP every week. ACP? So, you know, yeah i said insane what i said
0: clown but po- it is an insane clown posse Sean, how you doing james yeah buddy uh, It was very funny because as you were like what are we doing we're 30 i was just dabbing over and over again like hard I'm, like the, aggressively
1: the you force and dragon ball stupid you're like my english teacher desperately trying to convince the school board to <sighs> not force him into retirement I'm still with the kids. Watch me dab. I can teach Frankenstein <laughs> to these youngins. Damn, you're getting taught Frankenstein in school? Uh, yeah. I was I'm glad taught- that's what you took away from that. What were you taught?
0: Lord of the Rings. I just had an entire
1: class that was nothing but Lord of the Rings. I my senior year, we had an entire class uh, dedicated to Huck Finn. Damn. Uh, where it's just like, yeah, the entire semester was just this one book. Wow. Yeah, shit's weird. It was a semester that was
0: the four books and, you know, The Hobbit, Two Towers, and so on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Two Towers and so on. Yeah, we just had one book, uh, but the professor didn't show up mostly. He was supposed to be a college professor that came to the high school. He probably showed up once a week. And then the rest of the time we spent playing like CSGO or something. Hell yeah. Customer Service Go. Yep. That's what that game's about. It's about C.S. Lewis going forth and finding uh, the maps. Mm-hmm. And where does customer service come into it? Well, come on, James, the, the you greatest this. customer service in the world is a cartographer, fucker. Absolutely. See the world, spend money in different places. Consumerism. <laughs> I also, economy. I'm realizing C.S. Lewis is the author of the witch wardrobe ones, not oh, yeah. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, very different guy. C.S.
0: Lewis and Clark. Have we ever seen
1: them, have we ever seen C.S. Lewis and Lewis of Clark in the same room Mm -mm. at the same time wearing Mm -mm. the same pants? Nope. I think we have a conspiracy upon our mitts. And then Chris Farley's in the mix as well. Because of that movie he did with Matthew Perry? Yeah. Hell yeah. Do you remember the name of it? I'm guessing it's Go Forth and Conquer. I was going to guess C.S. Go, so
0: either, let us know. Yeah, let us know in a five-star <laughs> iTunes review, guys. What's Absolute. the name of that movie? Absolute. Did you know Do you know the six n- names for the Lord of the Rings books? Because originally he wanted them to be six
1: books. Oh, no. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually read Lord of the Rings. I was, like, coming up when those movies were very popular, and it was this weird, like, I do want to read these books before I start the movies. But, shoot, I was probably, like, 10 or 11. Mm-hmm and i didn't read the hobbit which yeah. is would have been the 10 or 11 year old like friendly version to get into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i just kind of tried to dump in with the with the with the rings and the, the rings are dense very a lot of yeah. a lot of fun stuff tom bobadil fun dude pretty dense for a 10 year old who like whose last book was probably the outsiders
0: like i get it mr tolkien you love language but in a fucking book you now. don't need to give every
1: language's name for this one person. Well, and it's not even, to me, it's not even he loves language. He it's does. That he loves world, but even more so, he loves world building. Uh, like, because that's what, the, I mean, that's what the Cimmerillion is all about, is just, I love this world. I love the world. I can tell the story. It's like like, when I think of a, a, an author who loves language, I'm thinking of like F. Scott Fitzgerald, who will take one tiny little uh, 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 flower vase and just describe it for 3 pages. A fucking green light. Exactly. Well, Tolkien will take a will build a city and describe it for 500 pages. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like, but he's like he's going to describe every detail of the city. And if he does do the vase, it's all about the history of the vase, not what the vase looks like and what mm-hmm. it reminds him of. Like that's what I think. What I think Tolkien is like, no, he really it's where does everything come from? Like he loves like the history of everything and the entire world that surrounds the vase. He's a nerd ass. He is a nerd ass. Uh, you know, you know, you know who ain't nerd ass? All you juggalos and Jeff-a-Hos for listening this week. <sighs> uh, Sean, we're not
0: gonna. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, how was your blades giving? Why are
1: you flexing at me? Uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, it was chill. It was pretty uh, low key. I don't. Uh, I guess spent uh, had some dinner with the roommates. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Uh, called the family, of course. Really? Sure everyone was doing well. Uh, which they are. Uh, how was your blades giving, friend? I on Monday, had to record
0: four hours of podcasts. I'm sorry, but part of that is my fault. So then A lot on of that is my Tuesday, fault. I had yeah. to spend about six hours recording podcasts. So I ended up tweaking my back from, I believe, either sitting too much or... Body. There was one other thing that I might have tweaked it doing. Yeah. So then I had to go get marijuana because that's the only thing that like relaxes me and eases pain and
1: will definitely help me sleep because Tuesday night I could not move. And Mary Jane is the only thing that makes the pain stop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. People under the stairs. I listen to hip hop sometimes. Well, people, Anywho. the people under the stairs? Wes Craven? Uh, y- y- yeah. I don't listen to that much hip hop. I don't know the Wes Craven reference. Please keep talking. I got no. called out. I'm called, I'm, I'm called out and I'm naked in the middle of the room. Please keep going with your story of your bad back.
0: Well, I mean, technically that would be you don't watch a lot of horror movies because The People Under the Stairs is a Wes Craven movie.
1: It's all... It's uh, Movies are hip hop. Uh, hip hop is movies. Hell yeah. Ja- the mediums are blurred. All genres are one. It, it's the genre of spirit. I then... Because I we had this tabling event on Saturday, yesterday on
0: recording mm-hmm. this... And I was like, I need to make sure that I'm in, like, tip-top shape. So I was high all day Wednesday. And then I was a little high on Thursday and they like, took a nap. And Nicole was sad about that because she's like, we were supposed to be baking together this and that. And I was like, I was like I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was planning on getting high. But, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't have been any help anyway
1: because my back was fucked up. It is definitely one of those things, like, hey yo babe Uh, this is how I imagine you talk to Nicole when no one's around no hey yo babe yeah it's kind of like a Nicolas Cage but a bad impression of one hey yo babe my back's real bad and you know you know I want to be there for you but right now I just gotta get baked out of my mind and kind of just chill you know that's the conversation you got to have.
0: It also was not out of my mind. I did five milligrams that entire
1: day. I got to go stare at these pink elephants upon my ceiling wall, dreaming upon me sweet nothings and vibrant everythings, you know? Yeah, you got to have that conversation. I started, no, no,
0: no, this is what I did. I started okay. watching Killing 3. Okay. And
1: then. I'll believe you, that's a real movie.
0: I was like, man, I'm horny now. I got to turn sure. this off, then I'm going to go to sleep, meaning I wanted to masturbate sure, and go to sleep. So I was like, what's like a neutral show to just have on in the background that won't distract me while I'm masturbating? So I turned on, of course, everyone
1: knows what show I'm going to say, 30 that's Rock. That's so Raven, 30 Rock. No, th- that's so Raven's teens. Oh, yeah, never mind. Cut that part out. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of, I'm just thinking about Raven Simone lately. Uh, now, if sorry. you said Raven's home, I think is uh it still would be
0: weird. But did they do it? Did they have a spinoff with Raven? It was a new one. It got rebooted, where Raven's the mom. Ooh, I should watch that. I think it's on Disney Plus.
1: Oh, I don't have the Plus. I do for a couple more days. I feel like I need to. I, don't, I feel like Thirty Rock is a show I I want to revisit. It's great because very. Here's the thing, though. I think in some ways, I, it's very clever, but but it's very and purposefully kind of. Shallow in that they don't want to get in the way of bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm very interested about it. No, it's a cartoon. It is a cartoon. Okay. Okay. I'll watch. I'll, I'll be watch 30 Rocks someday. As long as I go into it knowing it's a cartoon. Wait. Oh, so you haven't finished it? I have, oh, no. I, I, call, I only catch bits, uh, bits in the piece. Okay. So. Uh, Nicole was the same way.
0: When we first started dating, I was like, dude, you need to watch 30 Rock. You you loved Community. You'll also love 30 Rock. But I didn't Mm -hmm. preface like, hey, this is a cartoon. It is just jokes for the sakes of jokes, especially in later seasons when it just straight up is a cartoon. Like Kenneth is
1: possibly an otherworldly creature. I, I've caught some of those bits where, like, Kenneth, like, has supernatural powers. Yes. Which I'm I'm not—that's that's some little fan service shit I love. I do like that. So when I told and
0: explained, like, oh, it's just, like, two jokes a minute, as many jokes as they can fit in, Nicole rewatched it, and she was like, oh, this show's a masterpiece.
1: Yeah, okay. Speaking of masterpieces, um— Never mind. We listen to Bizarre. We'll be talking about one next week. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna say uh, Bizarre was yeah, because we're gonna if, if everyone we're gonna uh, since we did a two thousand last week, this is kind of a two parter, really. Yeah. So like we're gonna uh, we had a couple of. Do you remember some of the? Uh, you sent me a, a bunch of corrections. You had. I just had the one correction. Yes. Which is more of a. Uh, I'll do mine real quick. Uh, more of an addition because we talked about ICP in the WCW. The thing I think is important to remember about that and how it was a surprisingly like really good run. They were over. They were feuding with the filthy animals. They were making Raven look. Everyone, everyone, including Shag and Violent, looked good, Mm -hmm. which was surprising. And then David Arquette came in and kind of ruined WCW. It wasn't the end all be all of Mm -hmm. bad WCW, but it's kind of where the trend started. I I feel like it was very hard for them to recover off that. Those came right after each other, Mm -hmm. and that's something that's that's just something. I think it's wild how like how high they went how uh, with celebrity appearances and ICP what, were and then how low they got with David Arquette is just a very sharp turn. Yeah. In the world of world championship wrestling. That's all. I'm excited
0: for you to someday come over and mm-hmm. we'll just spend like 2 hours watching ICP wrestle and then that's what an episode's going to be guys. Yeah.
1: I just like watching wrestling. Oh, also uh, where I, because ICP was using FMW. I don't know if we mentioned it. Where I was talking like Norman Smiley, got it. Because I'm gonna talk more about Norman Smiley. That's where he's. St- that's where he got his start. That's where he made his break in Japan before going uh, going across the seas to Mexico. Um, his first like professional wrestling uh, promotion was early FMW pre-death like deathmat stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's the promotion, and it's just these fucking. And then like one of the first wrestlers they work is Norman Smiley icp works in WCW. very small world it's a yeah. very small world uh and also make sure you make sure you youtube uh black magic uh because that was his old wrestling name and he has better matches than that one with brian knobs yeah no, I'm, done. I'm done i'm done i'm done also quit hitting your microphone oh am i i didn't notice thank you i'm just hearing it okay i, I don't get sound coming through my ears oh, my okay end, okay I d- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you. Well, you should feel
0: your you touching your mic stands and stuff. The
1: I, okay, the I cable. Don't. Stop telling me how I should feel. You fucking dink. Oh well, maybe you need some better nerve ending. So, yo, so, maybe you need to maybe you need to have the nerve to end this thread of conversation. Tell them what we're listening to, James. Well, to keep piling shit on Sean.
0: I have some mm-hmm. corrections from last okay, week yeah, yeah. in regards to still stabbing. Sean said, hey, I like this one for these reasons. The first mm-hmm. reason being, I love when he's saying, hey, somebody help me. Can can I get some help in the chorus? And it, I was like, well, I think he's also saying that in the original. Uh, but I didn't know at the time. I'm bad at lyrics. So... I looked it up and the hook really is repeated
1: multiple times. Maybe somebody can help me. Yeah. And it didn't stick with me, I guess, because the I mean the line being begged as opposed to maybe somebody can. Like he's still kind of like rock screaming it, but it's I don't know, even the content of that. It, maybe somebody can versus the help me. There's a lot more He's not rock screaming it in The The first one? Yeah. And
0: the first one, he's like, like sad saying it, like, maybe somebody can help me.
1: And it comes off more apathetic than sad, I think.
0: Okay. All right. But the Mm -hmm. second thing was, man, Sean loved those chugging guitars and still stabbing. There are zero guitars to my knowledge.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It felt very chuggy. Maybe it had, I don't know. It just felt very chuggy. And I associate chugginess with guitars. Well, that's those stabby songs. Yeah, well, Sean,
0: we're we are yeah. into the second half, which you, it technically is the second half because of the intro. The first intro, which you did not hear, kind of sets the scene of, I guess, some cloud coming in. Bizarre is a cloud. It's kind of like the mist. and then the second one is explaining that oh my god all these people with face paints they're just they're running to one thing and they just keep going and anything in their path they devour or whatever the fuck it is it feels very like a zombie movie things like that not a zombie movie aka a Rob zombie movie but a movie (laughs) in which zombies are no I'm not talking about every Rob zombie movie where in which his wife Sherry Moon zombies and no I'm saying like Walkers and whatnot, and no, I'm not talking about cocoon because cocoon had old people with walkers, the walking aid device. No, I'm saying the undead. Oh, thank you for clearing that up. So it's some trauma shit. It again, yeah. These fuckers should have been working with
1: trauma. uh yeah. Well, in some ways they were based on their, thing. I mean. The influence is clearly there. Yeah, I gotta imagine, right? So it's like even though they weren't, even though trauma wasn't working with them, they've been working with trauma the whole time in their mind palace. And they've been working with trauma this entire time. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, 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 I. Their documentary shockingly did not get into their uh, personal lives, so I don't mm-hmm. know that as much. Uh, but if you were like, hey, by the way, they've gone through some trauma, I'd be like, oh yeah, duh. Well, he it
0: shows. Violent J's constantly talking about a terrible father he had. Yeah, yeah, but like,
1: he's constantly talking about it. But it's all—it's—it's it's hard as someone coming in fresh to all these songs. It's—it is hard to know what is real and what is the fiction. What is the fiction in these? What's in a these fantastical shoot? horror. Pretty much, yeah. Even which is yeah, perfect. When I when I said it on Talk- Shockumentary, documentary, these dudes present themselves because that's where they started. So much like pro wrestlers, and you know the kayfabe of pro wrestling, it's hard to know what's the work and what's the shoot sometimes. Mm-hmm. But and that's that's the art, that's the poetry of it all. Dig poetry in motion. Ee e. Cummings on her face. Hell yeah, Jeff Hardy off the chair into the turnbuckle. That's a leg to your face, my friend. So we get our yes. first full song. Oh, also
0: one last thing. This kind of foreshadows their only. In between two J- the Joker Cards decks, that w- mm. you'll find out more about that. But there's an album called The Tempest, and I kind of wish they had gone that route instead of like, "Hey, the Tempest people didn't like, weren't fawning over." So let's head back over into Joker Cards territory. I wish they had like not kept the whole, because like it's just such a distinct concept with the first one, and then the second one seems like. Each album has an okay concept, but together they don't bleed together. Well, you'll learn more about that, Sean, but right. this, this feels like the tempest in the sense that it's like a cloud, it's a storm, and just it's barreling
1: through. You'll learn in maybe like four weeks. Oh, gosh. If I'm still doing this podcast in four weeks, send me up a tempest down a river and drown my boat. Actually, it's probably going to be more like seven weeks. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> we we have so many episodes to do. We have like 42. We're a quarter of
1: the way through. All right. But we've barely started this one. Um, so, yeah, the intro was an intro. I didn't. Yeah. maybe because I didn't have that first intro. Like, it didn't like I wasn't like, whoa, this intro. I just I, I don't think I took any notes on it. Do, do you have anything else before we jump into the nope. first song? Bizarre? Let's get into it. I have immediately so different. So different from the last from yeah. the last Bizarre mm-hmm. album, uh, which was their You know, it. Which I kind of like, that that was very new metal This is very, like, like old-school funk. It took me a while to realize what this sounded like, and I'll get to it uh, when we get to that song. But there was something, like, very underlying the whole time. I'm like, this feels like, like, late 80s, early underground hip-hop. Like, not necessarily the pop stuff, you know, not yeah. necessarily... Obviously, they have ties to Vanilla Ice, but not the Vanilla Ice MC Hammer stuff as much. Some like the... Something like an early Karis one and like... Boogie Down Productions. Yes. Ultramatic MCs. Yes. We'll get to that. We'll get to him soon, I promise. I I, I spoiled you so you know where we're going with it, but we'll get, we'll get to him later. So, um, But
0: yeah, yeah. With this, like this is what Bizarre should have been. If they were like, hey, let's do... A contractually obligated double disc make fun dumb
1: songs because that's what this is i mean i and i don't want to throw the last bizarre under the bus because like, i feel like i liked that album more than you did oh yeah uh and because like i don't want to lose like tilt-a-whirl and like i don't want to lose rainbows and stuff and i feel like tilt-a-whirl had to be on an album like that first bizarre it, it wouldn't fit in, it wouldn't necessarily fit phonically like yeah, it's a very I mean, different sound tilt World's also kind of it's a
0: fun dumb song like yeah there's content, some like cultural yes. relevance in it of like hey we're going to kill the, these uh, people, the people evil yeah that we've already discussed pretty much this is just halls of illusion and terror wheel set to
1: a different amusement park ride yeah which is dumb and fun yeah no it's not I don't, for to me it's not the content the content would fit in with this album it's literally this sound i feel like like tilt a World is very much more rock influenced than some of the hip-hop and r&b stuff that we find in this album
0: well we will later on figure out what album had the most hits because at the end Mm -hmm. guys i do have and i i play tested it to make sure everything kind of flowed together i forgot to do that oh no no you you don't you didn't need to
1: I didn't need to. Well, now your opinion is going to be all over everyone. And I don't think the first Bizarre Album is going to get represented properly.
0: Uh, harumph, 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 harumph. Do you want me to spoil it for you? I'll bleep it out for the listeners. Nah, we'll get to it when all we get right, to it. All right. Okay. Okay. So this song, just a fun, dumb one. Esham's on it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. it this, is, this is like a pinnacle
1: of these albums. Okay. I get that. Uh, I wasn't like hooked. I don't think the way you were. Up top, I have it's. It's definitely the most. Well, not not definitely, but my knee jerk was that it's the most accessible they've been, like the most welcoming to new fans. Oh yeah, because like yeah, comparatively very
0: tame. There are some times when they're like, we'll never get radio play. Fuck you, bitch. But then like they bleep it out, uh, not all the way. And it's a good joke. It's still like it has that anger, but they're more being tongue in cheek about how angry they are instead of just vile and vicious, which they do get. There is a point in this album where I was like, I was like, wow, maybe I do hate ICP again.
1: (laughs) Yes. Join us in the Ho division um <laughs> again you're a juggalo like please do not yeah, deny but like, it i don't like the i don't like don't like the Anywho, um but like definitely more but yeah like tame by comparison because i think even the times they do get violent like you say it's tongue-in-cheek and in some ways very subtle like it's hints of violence and i and i like when they go violent that's i think a, a skill of theirs is to be fantastically hor- horrifying and violent um, but yeah, tame, like comparatively, comparatively to everything else they do. Very tame, like a happy beat. Actually, oh, I do have, I do have it written down. Uh, no, we're fun murderers. Like, yeah. it's a fun song. It's a fun song. that's like, don't forget we're murderers, but we have we're we're like the Saturday morning cartoon version of murder murder clowns. This song also has an infinite
0: percentage more guitars than still stabbing <laughs> you proud of yourself you happy Ooh. with yourself because i believe there's like a little bit of like a funk guitar riff and like Anywho, a, with a wah-wah pedal we're ready
1: to talk about cherry pie oh uh, baby i didn't like this song guess what this beat
0: is fucking great and it's like the hook is Kay. awesome but the content of it is just more yeah. lists And more just, hey, we want to use women. Man, there's... Oh, man. I am going to get very fucking heated
1: later on in this. Go ahead. I should have looked up if they tried to... I don't know. It feels like they tried to make this a single, but it's a very boring single if it was. Oh, yeah. Um, Man. Yeah. If they had just changed up the verses, they would have had a fucking hit. Yeah, I guess. We'll never know. Um, I do appreciate Harlan Williams being referenced. At the, he's the Rocket Man. Okay, so there is a reason for that.
0: He is in Big Money Hustlers.
1: Of course he is. <laughs> yes, I
0: pay Harlan Williams money. So I demand it. There's a line in I forget which. I think it, it like it's a weed smoking song that Twisted put out. It might have been on the mm-hmm. Green Book or Freak Show. Let me know if I'm wrong in a five star iTunes review, bitches. Hey. That monoxide says. I did a movie with a guy from Half Baked. He didn't smoke, but he's funny, so I guess he's only half fake. Okay. So, yeah, it's like, why would you think just because someone's a paid fucking actor, they need to smoke weed? Oh, man, the fucking grips on set were blazed, dude, while doing electricity.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, I feel and it's, it's weird, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. where we don't have the necessary, like... I love this word. I, I don't know if I, I've used it a lot on this show yet, but I've been using it everywhere. Uh, parasocial relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be misusing it, too. But, like, you know, the world's so much smaller. The people we follow on Twitter, the people we watch, the celebrities we watch on Twitch. I know this because, like, wrestling, especially right now, between Twitter and Twitch and Instagram, and indie and and, and these indie folks having to, like, do all that themselves. Yeah. it's a mu- It feels much smaller where you have a much du- more direct line of communication with your celebrities can that be dangerous absolutely can that also be pretty would that also be something that would have cleared up like if you had followed harlan williams for a little bit on twitter could have been like oh yeah this dude talks about he doesn't smoke weed like or it's like it's fairly obvious that was a character like Mm -hmm. so they wouldn't be that expectation i mean and in some ways i don't take that really as a dig it's it's putting it out there that like i think i it feels respectful the most important thing if i was harlan williams uh strangest stand-up comedian i've ever seen Like I would be like no like that's the half of me that's not fake is that I'm a good comedian, that's what I care about. And it's letting people know like I don't smoke weed, so that when fans come up to me at shows, they might offer me a few less joints, which is probably pretty annoying if I don't Mm -hmm. smoke. Like that's like honestly, the the read of that line you gave me feels it feels respectful. Them saying he's only half fake. Yeah, even that. Yeah, that no, that's coming from as from a disrespecting. But not any more disrespecting, I feel like, than just a bit between, like, buds. It's not like—I don't think he's trying to bury Harlan Williams, you know? I don't know. I don't he, but yeah, th- it does. you saying that of and, also like, this discussion,
0: you, are you up to date on how did this get played? I haven't listened to Death Stranding because I recently bought it. Okay, so I th- yeah. it might have been on that episode where Heather starts talking about this MTV documentary in the late 90s that they were trying to find out, like, what's cool? What do, like, kids think are cool? And the number one thing was not selling out. Like, selling out makes you the, like, most uncool, just richy bitch in the world, to take a terminology from Juggalos. And they realized the most real, in quotes, real and, like, not going to sell out band was ICP. So they interviewed them and heather was like yeah it was like weird seeing that the insane clown posse was being given kind of this badge of honor but then they did a follow-up like 10 years later and it switched so much to all the kids thinking
1: the coolest thing was to like have a brand deal yeah yeah i mean especially because so many people so many people came out were just like no but i'm branded. I think some of it's a response to some of the uh, cynicism of the 90s, the sarcastic cynicism of the 90s where like so much of it was all against us. And then we see a move towards positivity. Uh, I know this SpongeBob documentary kind of highlights it perfectly where we had all these, you know, kind of cynical cartoons and kind of like, eh, it's us against the world cartoons. And then SpongeBob comes out and it's like, I just kind of want to have a good time with my friends. And it's like, that's all we need. Like, like the, it's switched into this like, Comedy can be positive, like uh,
0: yes, our, our our listeners know this, Sean, you told this exact same
1: anecdote oh, two episodes I, ago. I, um uh, <laughs> I have nothing original to say.
0: Um, <laughs> I well, speaking on the parasocial thing, the yeah. reason for that is social media. I think it's the advent of social media, not just people <laughs> becoming less cynical, that, hey, if I'm seen, and I get this brand deal. People will think I'm cool, which I believe Heather brought up how kids will now on TikTok and Instagram say that they're like, hey, this is a brand sponsorship by Suave Shampoo or whatever. And they it's not real. They, they really don't. But Suave doesn't yeah. really have that big of an issue because they are getting free publicity out of it.
1: And the reason I brought up the old anecdote uh, is because that's definitely part of, part of that cynicism is the I never sold out. Yeah. Like- I stayed true to my uh, my morals, which was I hate this shit, and mm-hmm. I never sold that out. And after a while, that after a while, you just if you go all in, like everything is balanced. If you go all in on that aspect of your personality, that I'll never sell out. I'll never change. You just become a real grumpy old uncle in the corner of a party, yeah. no one wants to talk to. Um, again, part of that's great. Uh, you know, you know, maintaining a moral code is very important, but not being adaptable and also kind of like shucking off success that doesn't betray your morals as much as you think it does yeah it's it's a fine line uh as 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 all is as all is yeah because then as long as you keep your morals
0: you can do you know like one for them one for me that whole yeah. director's mind state of hey, I'll do a big studio movie, but that will afford me to be able to finance something that I really have been working on the past
1: two years while I was working on this other directing job. Yeah. And you being a positive uh, voice with power is it like is pretty impactful. It's yeah, not a lot of those, and, but that's also a way of finding the balance of like, yes, you have to be a positive voice with power. That be- is an oxymoron because to- gain power you have to do a lot of not so positive things sometimes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to play a lot of that game so like where do you find the balance you know i i'm my discord is blowing up right now and i wish it would be quiet Can just turn that? on streamer mode i didn't know that i haven't done that
0: <laughs> yeah go to uh the the wheelie the pinwheel gear thing find streamer oh. mode and then turn that on okay aka go into your settings <laughs> i don't know why i said go to the gear thing yeah that didn't
1: okay Please edit all of this out. Nope. but staying in, baby. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, did we have we started talking about cherry pie? We did start talking. Yeah, about. Cherry yeah. Pie, we're, right? we're done talking about cherry pie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we should. all. Do we want to talk about how it's another insult, to, a bad insult to Eminem?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Do we want to
1: bring s- uh, that? Yes. Not, yes. <laughs> I forgot that I wanted to bring that up and I forgot to put it in my notes. But yeah, he said mm-hmm. sucking dick like Eminem mama. And the, the reason I wrote it down is because he, that, he only gets that rhyme in because he says the word hurin kanrana" in the weirdest pronunciation. That wasn't even it. It's the strangest time I've ever heard that word pronounced. Do you know what that is? Who-ren-can-rana. Uh, no. It's a leg scissors. It's, it's a wrestling maneuver. Okay. That okay. has nothing to. It has nothing to do with the rest of the verse. It's not like he he goes and Edgar Guerrero off the top with a hurricane mama. Like no, it, it he just says the word hurricane rana, so he can rhyme Eminem's mama. It's so bad. Sorry, fu- I don't like this song. Yeah, man. It's
0: it's like dude. <laughs> yeah. He does not give a shit about no. his mom. No, especially if that's the rhyme.
1: Like, he doesn't normally give a shit, but that's the rhyme to do it? Absolutely not. Like, Ugh.
0: Juggalos back in the day, anyone saying, like, yo, man, ICP's so much better. It's like, no. no. Quantifiably, <laughs> Eminem is the better <laughs> rapper. I uh, Like, I'm sorry. His newer stuff, say what you will, but, like, during this beef, he mm-hmm. was a very good
1: technical rapper. And you know what? I think his recovery period could still take this fucking album on if it had to. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: like there's... I don't know at what point ICP beats Eminem in this feud, if ever. Like, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. Maybe there's just one point where I'm like, you know what? No, give it to ICP. I... I don't think I've found it. I think a like funny thing, if, if Eminem's ever
0: asked in interviews, and I'm pretty sure he does, of like, hey, do your daughters listen to your music? A very funny thing for him to say would be, oh, yeah, they listen. They usually say my mixtape shit is better. That would just be like a very <laughs> funny thing for him to say because it's like his daughters aren't doing a deep dive and like checking out DJ Green Lantern's The
1: Invasion Volume 2. Though, I don't know. There's some, if like being the daughters of, cause Eminem's not just a rapper, he's a fan. Like he's kind of a student. I yeah. think it's, I, so like being daughters of that, there's a good chance some of that rubbed off. Maybe, maybe. They might have, they probably, I would, I would put Eminem's kids a, a step above most other kids as far as like a deep knowledge on hip hop. What about little Dougie, dude? Rev Run's kid. Well, yeah, no, Lil Dougie is, uh, is, the, is the Buddha of uh, underground hip-hop. Maybe. I don't fucking know the kid. Oh, okay. Do you <laughs> never watch Run's house? Nah, dude. I had porn. Okay, all right, all right. I didn't have, yeah. I had other, th- so many things to watch. I had wrestling, porn, and the Bills were still doing bad. I had a Ooh. lot of TV to watch at the time. Oh, and last time I checked, they still are doing pretty bad. <sighs> Tredavious White, uh, get well soon. We'll be fine. Uh, The most important thing is that... I'm sure Tredavious White is listening. I'm sure he's a huge fan and a a secret juggalo. So Tredavious White, the most important thing is that you heal up, man. There are not many things more important than football. Your health and safety, absolutely one of those things. Shout out to Tredavious White. Hey, Sean, I have a question for you. Just one? Yes. Okay. Why is this song question so fucking long? Yo, I we don't have to spend we don't have to spend as much time on it. uh, But like, great question. I just have a
0: very quick note. This sounds Mm -hmm. like where they're going to go with production wise and like feel wise of Shangri La. Okay, not content wise. Shangri La is fucking dope, and I'm so excited to get there. But like, the mm -hmm. feeling musically is kind of
1: going in that direction. I wrote down Rob Zombie again, so I'm very glad you brought him up earlier. Because especially this song feels, uh, I have Rob Zombie light, but really that's more Rob Zombie like the Hellbilly Deluxe era, like his post white zombie stuff where he's kind of experimenting with a more alternative uh, EDM y sound. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, this, felt, this felt like Rob Zombie again. Uh, ta- uh, the taco was an interesting climax in the second verse. It's just, there's all, all these like really hard questions and serious questions. And also, why can't I eat this taco alone? I know, I'm sorry, I faded away from the microphone until I look at the lyrics. Uh, sorry about that. ICP's
0: humor, in some ways, is kind of like quirky girls on Instagram who are like, my humor's just kind of irreverent, and it's like, they just say dumb shit, and it's it's like, that's supposed to be the joke? Of like, I'm so
1: kooky, I'm adorable. It's. It, I mean, I, th- I think they've been on that so random sort of humor train, Wait, they like were on Disney now? Channel's spin-off of Sonny with a chance so random? Dude, they're they're the showrunners of So Random. Wow. That's how random my CP are. Shit. I do want to say something, uh, two things I liked about this song though. What's up? I liked the stereo wise. I think it was like during a bridge or something, but mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. I just get wise in both ears. I'm like, this is cool. And the sketch at the end. I feel like I say this a couple times, but I really enjoyed I forget the guy's name. I think they called him Florida something. Uh, But I think it's Violent J coming up. He's just like this guy. He kind of talks all down here and talking the jowls or the cheeks, and he just comes up and he steals a beer. And he's like this—he's like this shitty neighbor uh, who talks a lot but says nothing, and then walks away with one of your beers. That was that was a that was a charming little sketch. I don't know if that's worth listening to this song for, but it is a charming little sketch. I'm gonna say like out of all the list
0: songs, musically and just like Mm -hmm. at least it had like it felt like it was chugging along. Yeah, it didn't
1: feel too long. It
0: was, but it the, didn't oh, yeah.
1: feel too long. But yeah. I,
0: I think it's because like they're by the time they get to like the like fourth verse or whatever, you're like, wait a second, I thought this was done at the two How minute mark, not? but no, we're now at the four minute mark and it's still going. But no, I yeah. think the like guitars and the hook are great. Yeah, sure. But onto like a very good song of them like doing a stupid song
1: that's still like horror looking is Mr. Happy. You could just say very good song. Yeah. and Stop there. This was a great song. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I feel. What is it, what, this is the first song that feels like an earnest ICP effort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the first song that feels like an ICP song. Really, yeah. yeah there's a great
0: line where. It, I forget the, like, let's say colanapin. I forget the specific drug that he's taking. And he's like, Oh, zon- uh, Xanoff. Yes. He says, Oh, I need to, t- hold on. I need to take my Xanoff. It works too. I
1: only killed three people today. I had that written down too. The reason I knew it was Xanoff is because I specifically wanted to write. That was fun. That was, a, that was a fun little break. That was clever. And then everything else, a few, you know, they're saying something. I'm not sure what that is their comment on mental health and treatment. Because it could be, it very well could be, it's important to get treated for your mental health. Only murdering three people a day is still an improvement. And if that's what they're saying, awesome. It could also be a a sort of sarcastic, like, look look what these freaking... These, the, these lizard people are trying to shove into our cheese products, making us take these pills. Not me. No, sir. No way. Tom Cruise. This is all a hoax. And I'm not sure which side. I'm not totally sure which side they're on. I feel I want to feel like it's the first one. I feel like it's a hey, it's, it's it's OK to take care of yourself. But they're not super clear. And that makes me worrisome. Uh, I know the answer. Please tell me that answer. And I think it's just none of those. It's just a song. Of, it's just just a
0: story, I guess. No, like Violent J at this time, I believe was taking antipsychotics.
1: Oh, well, then it's the first. If he's taking, if he's taking antipsychotics, and he's not like, I don't know if he comes out later and it's like, well, that was a mistake. But if he's taking, I think he does because
0: around mm-hmm. the like Shangri La to Wizard of the Hood stuff, I think he just starts smoking
1: a bunch of weed and he's like,
0: I'm cured.
1: As someone who was on antipsychotics and no longer is. I would advise I would advise the man to not say he's cured because it doesn't work like that. He's but you cured. can treat yours. You do you do uh it is possible, um, depending you know where you are. I always say I was very lucky uh, that I don't have to be on antipsychotics or antidepressives right now. Um, and it's also something I, I should monitor because who knows if I have to go back on that at some point. You know your mental your health like your mental health like your physical health it fluctuates. Mm-hmm. That's why it's, that's why hey. Shouts out to anybody going to the their head doctor, uh, because that's important too. Uh, big shouts out to that, but yeah, it's the, okay. I go to okay, the so. urologist, that's my penis head doctor. Congratulations, okay. But that's that that makes me feel better about that. Makes me feel actually like a lot better about this song. If at, yeah. the, if at the time he was giving antipsychotics, uh, and his mental health an earnest shake, yes, um, because, because it's important, yeah. It,
0: we've also heard it in. The Amazing Jekyll Brothers on the Shaggy Show. He's talking about taking those kinds of drugs, and then yes. later on on Hell's Pit, there's a song called Sedatives, and he discusses that as
1: well. Fire! Good for congr- congratulations to him at this time period. Uh, but, so that's a hard that's a hard thing to do. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about. The, I do want to talk about the music too. Yes, I, uh, I love the like yeah. murder, murder, murder. You like yeah. it's. That's why I say this is like a fun dumb song. I wanted to write this down and I couldn't find a not pretentious way to word this, but the drowning, the, the droning, I said drowning, I meant droning, but drowning also works for kind of some of the vibe I get. This is a very, this is a, this, this is a good atmosphere. I like mm-hmm. the atmosphere, this song setting up, uh, the droning hook with the pop beat or the drowning hook. Cause it's kind of, cause it's this drone. It's this, you know, single note. That's kind of feels like you're drowning, but in this very pop body of water. Mm-hmm. Like it is a pop mm-hmm. beat. It is a catchy mm-hmm. beat. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm getting a lot of I say I never done ICP just found post goth alternative. because uh, it does. It kind of feels like that at that after Bauhaus and like, you know, kind of where some of some of the Joy Division stuff would go. Uh where it's very it's just very it's good stuff. I like it. I like it. If you like some of that early eighties alternative, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh can we go on to the next one? Yeah. I have, like, one word for this song. What? Potential. Okay. This is
0: what I think they should have done. We're talking about radio stars now. How Mm -hmm. – when you make a joke song on one of your albums, the pinnacle of what you can achieve is – All your fans saying, hey, I wish that were a full song. Hey, can we get the full song out of this? If they had earnestly made a crunk song, which they didn't really – like they didn't specifically specify. They were talking about like bounce stuff, like New Orleans stuff uh, and like Miami, like bass. And I'm like, that's – was that popular? But then they just called it crunk later. Then a pop Mm -hmm. punk song and an R&B song. A classic or like a a prime example of this is – MC Lars do you know who MC Lars is? No. Okay, he's a rapper, he's a nerdcore dude. He had a song called uh oh man, what it was like screamo or something, but in that he's talking about because this was like released around like 2007 in like the peak of when screamo is mainstream. Yeah. And uh, uh it was yeah. it's It's a song about an A&R going to a club, just trying to find any screamo band because that's what will sell. And then them being put through the machine of the music industry and then only having like one album getting chucked out. But the (laughs) chorus is supposed to be like that song, Hearts That Hate, that goes, I cry tonight. My heart's in my hand. I won't let you. So yeah. What then ends up happening is MC Lars is like, well, that's a real song. Here's the acoustic version of that, passing it off as like, oh, no, this was a real band. And the acoustic version is fucking amazing. And that's what they should have done
1: here. It's another comparison. If you ever listen to the Aquabats, they have a song. Aquabats are a great ska band, a very fun, stupid, cartoony band. Can, Can I say
0: something real quick? I sure. believe
1: MC Lars is friends with and has toured with the Aquabats. Of uh, yay, there we go, <laughs> perfect. Uh, but there's I was uh, the song I'm referencing on them is a uh, "Fell Asleep on My Arm," which isn't even about the process. It's just kind of hey, all these new metal, new metally guys sound really angry over nothing. It's like, like it's not even it doesn't touch the uh, genre or what that what that what that scene means to the music to music in whole in macro. It's just a small, but it's also a good new metal song. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can go by individually uh, the crunk verse, that first one. Honestly, the only thing I think it really, really needed was, okay, and it's good to know it wasn't just my mix. The second voice, the nasal voice, I'm not sure who that was, but in, the ver- in that verse, whoever that nasally voice is just needs to get turned up. They need to do something better in that mix to make it sound like he's actually there and not 15 feet out of the room. Otherwise, I think that first verse would have been fine to like fine to good. And that's what all these songs are. The college radio verse had so much more potential than they get than they gave it. Yeah, because they're they're being cynical, like no one's going to take
0: you seriously. If you're if you're if the idea is to get to this fan base, making fun of the music within this like parody or whatever is
1: people are going to say, hey, this is disingenuous. We don't like it. Also, like you're telling me there's no, we talked last week, how much, how good, I think it was last week. We talked how good Ludacris was Mm -hmm. and how much more, Hey, guess what? That's that first fucking verse. There are guys out there, three, six mafia, uh, fucking out. Like that scene is blowing up. That genre is being formed and it's going to be a huge, like to, like, I don't, to just try to, if I think that they were, if they were trying, but they only have tried, that's a bummer if they're just trashing it. That's so shallow. Oh, and the college stuff you're telling me these guys were these guys were teenagers in the 80s. they never listened to Husker do they listen to, they never listened to any of this like you know punk shit like they never listened to De- Dead milkman they were they didn't listen to any punk music at all in Michigan and the r and b we know they're r and b fans. they've gone on record saying they're r and b fans yeah, they love Michael Jackson. yo, and the wild the wild thing is, okay, so do, are you ready to move to the third verse? Do we have anything else on that uh, on the second verse? No, not go on to the okay. third. The thing with, okay, so like, clear, yeah, they can't sing. You probably should have like, seeked someone out, and if the rest of the track was good, then maybe they would have, but seek someone out to like, feature as a vocalist. I'm sure they had, they could have found someone.
0: Well, here's the thing, they yeah. were clearly just trying to make it sound bad, and just not give a shit,
1: because Violent J is a good singer. Then what, then you know what's so fucking frustrating too, is there is a part- there's a tiny, the tiny little hook at the end. Uh, where? Let me find it real. Oh wait, where is it? Oh my gosh! Did I did not. I didn't bring up these lyrics. And I'm pissed myself now. I'm pissed myself, James. Uh, but it's the we make something, something go wrong. It's like the final. That's not even the melody. Uh, but the, it's the final hook of of that R&B verse, and it sounds fucking great. Mm-hmm. It goes back. It, it touches on a lot of the stuff. You know that the Mister ha- some of those Mister Happy hooks where I'm like. It's poppy, but it's dark and it's droning, but it works Yeah, like that. It's so fucking good. It makes me so upset the rest of the song. I'm so glad you had the
0: same thought process behind this of like, yeah, they, they squandered this song. And what would have been yeah. great is like, oh, we have three singles we can put out if they had actually been like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do it upright. You put out those three singles, and people will be like, Whoa, ICP's doing this. Let me check out their other music.
1: They buy that. Yeah, some kids will be disappointed, but. Or even if they don't put out the full singles, they just actually make those sections. They just basically, tiny songs, mini songs, fucking show that off. Because mm-hmm. people would have clicked on them and be like, Whoa, wait, these guys are talented and skilled yeah and at this and, and at this point in their careers they've been doing it long enough they have the skill yeah they know how to do this they just chose not to yeah
0: it sucks it's, yeah especially the crunk one like they should have been able to do that
1: properly but they literally didn't. all you need to do was actually like give a fuck about your mixing yeah and i know nothing i know nothing about sound engineering or sound design or mixing but even i'm sitting here my fucking polish ass just going like well this is i don't know enough about mixing to know how to do it i just know this is mixed poorly i will say for early crunk stuff this is what mixing on that
0: was you could do better then you you you, could have done better because old crunk was just mono as fuck it's hard to listen to some of that stuff like there's zero it's so thin they mm-hmm. think there's, like, heavy bass lines, but there's not. It's just, like, one 808 going, doom, boom, boom, And it's like, yeah. okay, well, it's just hip-hop has, and just audio engineering in general, has evolved so much that, yeah, old mixing on that stuff. I, I wish a lot of, like, early Lil John and especially mm-hmm. early 3-6 Mafia would get remixed to have
1: stereo sound, it feels like no that's fair all right but potential potential let's go on to the next one squandered yeah yeah this is um hey james want to take a wild guess which song has the most plays on spotify from this album it's this one and guess what by a lot yeah this is clearly
0: an unpopular opinion but this song is fucking grating Really? My ex is my buttsy. I bring him everywhere. You and I will do it if you freaking stare. My ex is my buttie. He is my best friend. You and I are going to be until the end. Hey, fuck this song. It sucks.
1: It's bullshit. Ooh. I liked this song oh, a lot. Oh, man. Uh, Well, and the first thing I wrote down, uh, I want to do an experiment. Do you have the lyrics on you by hand? I can pull them up. Okay. Uh, And well, I should ask this first because we might have to edit all this out. My segment may be ruined. Are you familiar with the band Cake? I am not. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, Then don't worry about this. Uh, For all you listeners out there, this is a segment for you. If you're familiar with the band Cake, you know, the black skirt and the long jacket. That band, uh, he's going the distance, he's going for speed. Read the verses as cake in your downtime, uh, while you're at home, sitting on the pooper or in the shower or wherever you do the cake voice to yourself to give yourself a good old chuckle. The verses felt so much like a cake song, and I love cake, so I'm like, this is fine, I'm fine with it. The verses were like, whatever, like, it's like kind of that purposefully. Like not not grading, but marching to me, where it sounds like that it is very basic, it is very repetitive. Yeah, but to me, to me, that invokes more of a march than uh, the gradingness. Then again, I also wasn't a Juggalo at the time of this release. Based on 31 million, by the way, over 31 million uh, plays, like by far the most played song on this album. I'm gonna assume this song was kind of everywhere for Juggalos. This kind of became uh, feel good ink. For Gorillaz fans. What I think this is, is just like
0: people love to like chant it. And I think Mm -hmm. we'll talk about this person when we discuss Big Money Hustlers. The person who showed me Big Money Hustlers for the first time that I I think this was one of his favorite songs.
1: I get it. I I do. It's very, it's very, they're also having a lot of fun on it. Like we talk about murder fun. They're having a lot of fun. And I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun with them having a lot of fun.
0: Like there, it's, it has a good message when they're talking about like murdering racists, but the song itself is so repetitive It because it's just the same flow every two bars. It like switches yes. it up and that's it. And they do that so much on this album. Like uh, the first remembrance of them doing that is on 12 from Riddlebox talking about the 12 mm-hmm. jurymen that he's going back and killing. Yes, but like they just keep doing it at nauseum, and this one just my ex is my budgie. Just oh, I like I want to
1: punch this song when it plays. I don't know, like if if this song went five minutes, I I I might be more inclined. And it's it's just under four, uh, so it's not <laughs> short. Yeah, this should have been like a, I stab people length. Yeah. That would have helped. That would have helped it. I don't think I'm gonna disagree that I would have preferred that. I do like this song though. I don't know. My ex is my Bungee.
0: Also, uh, <laughs> I also like to. Th- I like to think that uh, my dad has a dog named Bungee. So, like, my ex is my Bungee. It's just. It's yeah. a little and dog. He,
1: and your dog was also a fa- uh, famously known a, a transformer. And would transform into an axe to uh, defeat Mm -hmm. the Decepticons. Mm -hmm. All dogs do that. All dogs, if you really work them hard enough, they turn into an axe. I hear that was the original script for All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh All dogs are transformers. Yep, yep. Um, I also, uh, one last thing before we move on. Wait, wait, can can I just have a tag to that? All dogs send you to heaven. Because they're transformers and axes. Yeah, and they'll swip at you. They do that swivity-swap. Those final swings are fun. And at that's the point I'm I'm like, I'm and, and I looked and then I looked over and saw the thirty one million. I'm like, well, duh. Uh but the I'm sure this is an important live song. This is an important mm-hmm, song at mm-hmm. the concert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I look over, it's like 30, 31 million plus. I'm like, oh yeah, duh. <laughs> that's how that's how a song gets thirty one million plays. Yeah. Well, I think the next closest is two. Yeah. Like by far My the most played song. It's also on like t- some playlist like it might be on a halloween playlist we don't know it might be sure it might be on multiple playlists i don't know how many popular playlists but i'm sure this has made a few uh, lists this also reminds me
0: my brother my brother patrick who called me out of the blue recently i was like whoa who is this calling i don't have them saved in my phone and then he's like hey man it's pat i was like whoa it was a great conversation we talked about like batshit movies nice he used to throw we we had firewood in -hmm. our backyard and he would just go out there with a like a hand axe or a hatchet and just throw like try to learn how to throw an axe or a hatchet and this this song reminds me of just at least the implement what he used it doesn't remind me of my brother because that would be an insult to my brother
1: (laughs) okay <laughs> Not according to 31 million juggalos out there.
0: He'd get hopped up on Seedon and just throw in hacks. <laughs> live, <laughs> live. Oh, oh, this also like yeah. him saying Tylenol, Tylenol, Tylenol. Is, I liked that. He was
1: at the time very into Tylenol three. Okay, that's an addiction. Yeah, but like sonically, it's and it was one of those things where you are hearing you're like, oh, that is an addiction. It doesn't sound like one, but it is. But sonically, it sounds very good to my ears. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, agree to disagree. Hey, you, are you ready to go on to the next song? Yeah.
0: If I could click the skip button, I
1: would. An if. Um, so it took me so long to listen to this song because this, se- I, here's the problem. Uh, Fuckface is the guy doing the intro. I think his name is. Uh, I, what? According to, uh, according to Genius.com. Uh, whoever's doing that in, that intro, the in order for one to metamorphosize from one's own inner oh. self to being... That intro, as soon as it happened, I had to go through such a deep, like, search of which cool Keith Dr. Octagon song that was. And I ended up coming up with four. And so much of this song afterwards. Maybe it's because I had to take a break in the middle of this album to just listen to a lot of Dr. Octagon, who I've known we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And and it's my feelings that i unknown, but specifically in the vein, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Edit this part where I don't know the bit, the Harvey Birdman attorney at law. Can you state your name uh, application? And he's like, uh, Snake Man, Snake Man, Snake Man. Something like that. I forget what it is. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But like, what's what's, what's, what's the influence here? Dr. Octagon by Dr. Octagon on Dr. Octagon Ecologist. Like, it's just so... It, it's it, if you listen to that song the rhythm and the way and they, and he does it a lot uh, science he, you know he's not just horrorcore he's not just pornocore he's like hitting a lot of science fiction notes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you're into this and, and definitely even the vibes the way they're using theremins and all the all the kind of what ifs for the most part they're doing a not as good job of being cool keith slash dr octogynecologist uh with the science fiction well what if um so if you're in if if you're if you are kind of like, well this song is cool, but what what would Goose like to listen to? <laughs> I don't know why you'd think that. But if you do, Dr. Octagon uh is the song. Half shark alligator half man, technical difficulties and no awareness. Are uh, all off the Dr. Octagon ecologist LP and they all hit this science fiction. It's Something and it's wild. We talked about automatic MCs which that's a, a, one of those late eighties, like, you know, early hip hop R and B, like still was like, like so wild that he comes from there and he does so much to the point where he, by this time, the late nineties, early two thousands, he can put out a, and the one I couldn't find. And it's bugging me. I hope, I hope, I hope I have a, a retraction slash correction where I can find what this song is. He gets away with it. It's so barely rapping and so much more him listing the the symptoms of this alien parasite that has been found at a body in the middle of the crater in the middle of the Midwest. And it's so creepy and terrifying. And it feels like what Fuckface is trying to do in that intro, which is be very clinical and very surgical, which is so wild that like he does this and he kind of, you know, at some of those songs I talked about, that's kind of where he hits some of it. And then it's just like He's just like an old school MC about it too, like I don't know. He's great. I wish I was listening to that instead of this song. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did listen to some when you messaged me. I, I listened to some of his stuff. I should have told you what songs I was gonna reference specifically. I'm sorry.
1: You were probably thinking of like that Elvis. That that was his like. Oh, Black Elvis. Yeah, it was great. That was, and that's a great album. That's Cool Keith specifically. Um, all the thing I'm rest, everything I reference is also under the doctor actic Oh, okay, okay. If you're, yeah, if you're looking for a specifically horror core, science fiction core, that's going to be, that's going to be Dr. Octagon Ecologist. It could also be Dr. Doom. Absolutely could. Uh, I love MF
0: Doom. No, 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 no. This is a, uh, this is cool. Keith, it's three O's. Dr. Doom. Ooh. That's also like horror. And for a time he like Dr. Doom killed Dr. Octagon. I want
1: I okay I can't look it up now because I'll be uh, look, that might you put out like I wonder if that's albums. the song I'm I wonder if that's the song I'm thinking of that I couldn't find, thank you. But yeah, like like definitely like oh my gosh, he's so good. I had to listen to Clifton again. I forgot how much I love that fucking. I love that song. Ugh. Yeah. But on if yeah. very
0: quickly sure it's another dumb list song. However, I really liked the hook because it it was like kind of done lazily. And that's all I have to say uh, about that song.
1: Sure. That's more than I have to say about that song. You want to get into the next one? Yeah, I had very little on this song, actually. So this might be a lot of, well, I have one big thing, which I know, which is how I know you'll have a lot more to say about this song.
0: Oh, I mean, I just have one thing to say. It's a fucking banger. Let's go all the way. Ooh, let's go all the way. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a cover, but it's a semi-cover because
1: the like lyrics are changed up. Yeah. Um I the one the one thing I had was I bet this song sounds much better with the gang vocals underlined of a live audience. Oh, probably. Yeah. I've only been a, I've only been to one ICP show and Oh, okay. Do they have live albums? I don't know. I'm interested. That be cuz I would imagine like they have DVDs. Okay. Okay, maybe that's it. Cuz I I think of like Kiss who like were struggling until they started putting out their live albums, because that's where all that's in where quotes, all the show was. In quotes, live. Okay. Because some of the, some of those songs weren't live. Yeah. Oh. Okay. They I just didn't know that.
0: Yeah. The, because they were like, well, the we we sound better in the studio, but we're more hype live. So what they did yeah. was kind of recorded in studio live versions of some of the songs,
1: and then pumped in audience noise. God, I fucking loved those nerds for a long time. Some ways I still do. Uh Detroit Rock City is still a banger. I love songs from The Tempest. Okay. It's a good well, album because it's like they're orchestral like epic theater. We can't talk about We're going to talk about that album when it comes up. We can't talk about no, it No, no, no. This is, oh, I know, you're confused. No. Oh, The Tempest. Oh wait. Oh, The Tempest the the the, the, the uh, Kiss, opera.
0: Yes, The Kiss album. I oh, think I don't know the album. I think that's the name of it. Songs from the Tempest. Everything I'm getting is uh, Shakespeare's The Tempest. Is it like? Hold on, let me find it. I then the okay. joke sucks. Kiss. Yeah. Discography.
1: <laughs> I mean, I hope this joke doesn't suck for your sake. Or these Jeffaho's are going to come for your neck, my friend. No. That's the, that's the new balance I've decided. You're, uh, if, if they side with you, they're juggalos. If they side with me, they're Jeffahos. All right, it's music from the elder. Damn it, you fool! That that is a <laughs> fucking great album. Check it out, guys. Erd, erd, you've got your you've got your marching orders. Let's go all the
0: way. All right, let's get on to Let It Killa. And I have one one thing. They they make a Sharon Osbourne reference. I need to tell you this. I forget why I don't know why they had beef probably because she's like these these men are just they're misogynistic and uh, they're so terrible for the youth and it's like well you're married to like the biggest shock rocker of them
1: all uh, yeah.
0: Alice Cooper it's bigger but like it no, also was Ozzy
1: no, Osbourne's Bigger, I, th- I don't yeah. think. Ozzy Osbourne was like, a bigger name. Alice Cooper the Cooper more, be more shocking. shocking. Yes, that's yeah, what I was Ozzy Osbourne's the biggest shock rocker. So also like the
0: Osbourne's TV show was out at this moment. So like for her yeah. to be like, hey, it's the same thing. It's just every time it's like, oh, well, back in my day, yeah, the music might have been a little edgy, but at least it was metaphorical. My dad always said this. He's like, you know, it's, you know, like uh, – You need double entendre. You can't just be so crass like ACDC's "My Balls Are the Biggest Balls of Them All." That's not clever.
1: Hold on, I love that song. That song's not clever. Okay, thank you. Thank (laughs) I love that song. I love that song. But yeah, no, your dad's your dad's full of smoking shenanigans. They're talking about
0: like waltzing at a ball, a gala, even.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, my dad. Nobody. I heard that song when I was 12 and I was immediately like, well, we all know what it's about. Yes. Now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I'm 12, man. Come on.
0: My balls are big. yeah.
1: Uh, we've got the biggest balls of the, it's a very funny song. I still love it. Yeah. But like, it's not, it's not any more clever than, uh, well, okay, it's clever than some of the worst ICP songs. Yes. But for the good ICP songs, like, nah, nah, nah.
0: So I wish I could go back in time and have the same mind I have right now, just so I could clown on my dad nonstop. Sure. <laughs> but so they, for some weird reason, had a we beef do, with yeah. Sharon Osbourne. And Sharon okay. Osborne said, oh, I bet your next album can't sell more than like 200,000 copies, which is just weird. It's like... Their last album is platinum. Why would you do that? So then they did the double album, Mm. and Insane Clown Posse was like, Well, we're going to do 500,000, but I think it only sold 400,000 collectively. But Sharon Osborne was like, Well, you're the one who set that weird, ridiculous number. I'm not going to, I'm going on like the number I set. You don't need to like pay me the money we bet. Oh, they actually bet.
1: Yes, I forget the dollar amount. It's on Wikipedia. Go check it out, guys. That's so weird. Like at that point, if you're making these bets with people, you're not. Like it's weird. You're acknowledging them, and like Sharon was like, you know, Ozzy's management. I don't think she's dumb. So I think she had to. She had to realize. And it's weird because the um, oh, the South Park, the uh, Barbara Streisand effect. Right. If you acknowledge something, even if to put it down you're giving it much more power than just letting it go. Mm -hmm. Famously, Barbara Streisand and South Park. So like, I feel like she under, even if that was pretty recent, she would understand the, the Streisand effect. And I don't know, maybe this was what taught her about the Streisand effect, but I feel like she would have known at least somewhere like, oh, by publicly making this bet with this band, it's giving them some amount of credentials. Yeah. Even by being like the stuffy old British woman. Like, I wonder, I'm curious to know how much how much of that she was really kind of like giving them she was giving them a nod by playing their villain versus no how much she just didn't understand by ignoring them would have been much better yeah uh, I don't for know. her goals i don't know but let's um, get i in- have two things yes oh. let's let's get into letacilla i just have i just i just have like two like two two and a half things um which is uh first off like i make sure i appropriate amount away from the microphone excuse me excuse me Beverly Hills, that's where I want to be. This song is Beverly Hills. This song is Weezer's Beverly Hills. I don't know why. It really is. And not like in beat. Not like I'm not saying like it samples Beverly Hills. Well, no, this would have been pre Beverly Hills. Yes. It's very funny because they do name drop Weezer in radio. Do you think that... PhD glass having nerd stole this idea from ICP? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because at the end of the day, it's the same feeling. It feels like yeah. it, in the same way rock, uh, I forget what song off the last album I said was Rockstar by Nickelback. Oh, it's you. We give no fucks. We give no fucks. Okay. But like the same way we give no fucks is rock star in like tone and real. And the emotion that I get from listening to it and that I get from the artists as they perform it. This is the Beverly Hills, the, Oh, we're kind of like, it's, it's soft in a way. Like I was, I first wrote down uh, record scratches and arpeggioed guitar chords sound very the year 2000 until I realized it's not because the hook I was listening to. The hook is not an arpeggioed guitar chord. It's three notes. It's, it's, it's the same two notes. And then I think they jump a fifth, or then they jump a sixth. So it's like, so so it's cause a guitar, cause a chord, of course, are three separate notes. This is this the two same notes, but it just feels very arpeggioed guitar. Another example that a band that did that was um come that come my lady, come come my lady, like those type of songs. Uh Crazy Town or whatever that was. Butterfly was the name of the song. But yeah, it feels so much like that, but especially, especially, especially so the fact that we get rockstar and beverly hills and i don't know why those songs are so deeply entwined in my fucking brain i don't like either of them i don't yeah. like this song that much it's just weird it's just it's just weird that those songs came back to back before either of those songs came out yeah. you know, rockstar hasn't come out yet beverly hills hasn't come out yet but and it's and the fact that they called out weezer and they're doing they're doing the worst song weezer's ever put out Years before Weezer's done it. I don't know if this is a moment of pride or I'm confused. I'm confused. One quick thing. Your headphone cord keeps grazing up against the mic. Oh, thank you very
0: much. Have you ever watched This Song Sucks or This Song Stinks? Yes. Okay. I I like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, <laughs> Google that. It's like Pat Finnerty, I believe is his, his name on YouTube. It's fantastic. wonderful YouTube channel, wonderful YouTube series. And I think nails it where it's like, it's probably not the worst weezer song as far as like you know production or quality but it's the worst weezer song to get as famous as it did and to dictate the direction of this band for the rest of their career into whatever weezer is now and if you love weezer now it have fun yay i'm glad you get to enjoy something i wish i did (laughs) that's why you should just listen to damon alburn guys yeah but he's not weezer he's Blur. And gorillas And Damon and Auburn. And Damon Alberm. All right. Did you, ha- you said you had two things on this. What was the second? So, oh, so, so those were the two things. The okay. scratches and the arpeggios and Beverly Hills. The half thing was, uh, the bitch, beachy, beachy, bitch, bitch. Uh, I, I probably chuckled more than I, maybe not a full chuckle, but I grinned more than I probably should have. Uh, and I, I had, it, that would have been a very fun outtake. I wish it wasn't part of a whole song. Um, because I, I wish this song wasn't here. I'll go on my notes, but I'll do, like, the more lighthearted stuff first. What would you let a killer do to you? <laughs> I don't know. Not not make me listen to this song. Okay, okay. Kill me. kill me down the inside. K- kill me first before you play this song.
0: Uh, I do you. wonder if Shaggy did get with a bunch of Jive employees. Me. Okay. And then we'll get into, like... The heart of this, which is first, the intro's fucking stupid. Yeah, the whole like I'm not a sexist, and if I am, I'm the sexiest sexist. Shut the fuck up. And oh gosh, this song, I'm this is where I'm getting heated. This song completely contra fucking dicks behind the paint of them saying like, oh, you just want to fuck us because we're famous. Oh, but you're famous. So you don't want to fuck us. It's like, shut the fuck up, guys. It's either either you like getting fucked because you're famous or you don't. You can't have it both ways. You can't be like a, hey, I'm flashy as hell. Hey, guys, check it out. We're finally famous and we made it so we get to reap the benefits, but all be like, man, I hate fame. Oh, woe is me. Especially if it's just about fucking. It's such like a superficial thing. Yes, there's love behind it. Hey, does this, if if they had done behind the paint of like, do these, can I actually have a relationship because I'm famous or do they just want me because I'm a famous, I'm a famous. That would make sense. But Because you are just doing it about this carnal instinct that is sex, there is no love behind it. You are literally talking about fucking women, not dating women, not trying to find the mother of your child, your future wife, all of these things that it's like, hey, we do need to be on the same page. We do need to have common interests. You do need to actually like me for this to work. Guess what? If you are attracted and you are horny and you both consent, that's all you need to fuck.
1: Yeah, agreed. This song's trash. <laughs> I'm glad I did not. I, I I have not dedicated as much brain space uh to it as you have, and I'm not. I'm not holding against you. It it's just clear. It's just clearly painful to you. And also, also like we get it. You hate metrosexuals. If that's
0: even, like, a term we should say now. It's just, hey, guess what? Men can also take care of their appearances. Fanny packs are back, baby. And it's so also, like, they're, they're like, oh, yeah. When you're fucking Ricky Martin, you're thinking of me. And it's like, no, 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 Violent Have you J. Have seen that man's body? Also, oh. wouldn't it be the other way? Like, Ricky Martin could also
1: be thinking of Violent J. yeah. And you'd be lucky if he was. Because yeah. again, have you seen this man's body?
0: Also, at this time, because they are so like all they do is shoot. That's it. There's no work. That's the pro like shoot means like you're being real, right? Yes. Okay. Of course, no one wants to fuck you. Of course, people don't like you. You are, especially on this album, a piece of fucking shit. You are not a good human being. You Like, you can you can scream about, like, yes, juggalo love, which I think we get more after. Like, they, they do get less angry, and they are more about, like, accepting this and, like, hey, we are where we want to be in our career. It could just be because of being on major record labels kind of made them hate their job. That could be it. But based off from these two albums specifically, you are so like we're real in air
1: quotes, but people can hear air quotes, so I don't need to like, hey, well, but even in that documentary,, uh, uh, you sent me a clip uh, of of an interview. Yes, okay, they specifically say they're characters and that their work is character driven and story driven. How many times do we say on this podcast, their, best, their, their biggest strengths are their character work and their story work, their but, narrative work. However, these yeah.
0: albums, besides like Mr. Happy, Tilt-A-World, tilt a World, I should say, and a couple others, these are just them kind of like acting as if
1: they are this. Yeah, and, and that might have something to do with our feelings on a lot of this album. Yes. Which is so weird. Normally... I don't know. It's weird. Like, I I think 10 times out of 10, I'll always say it's more important to be true to yourself uh, than to, you know, fit the character you think people want you to be. 10 times out of 10. Uh, That's an absolute. And I don't deal with many absolutes. That's one of my few absolutes. That being said, at this point, you have discovered how to connect with the fans through your character work and how you you can connect yourself to the character work. Like, what are the metaphors? Because I think that's where a lot of these metaphors are uh for how you feel to how you can portray that Mm -hmm. and like yeah man it's it's your character you say they say themselves i'd feel worse if it wasn't like you specifically said yourself that it's not it's not it's about the work it's not about the shoot like they don't use those words they use character um but that's kind of what that boils down to and that's what the best like the best works somehow involved shoot stone cold Steve Austin was very upset and you know tired of kind of these big promotions Eric Bischoff specifically firing him but he you know so he was rebelling you see his ECW promos where he's rebelling against his bosses so that's where the stone cold character came in and it was very real yes Uh, well I I did want to like because you mentioned that interview and
0: just there's a fago lovers interview and there is he says, like, glorious model types in Let a Killer. And that reminds me of him just talking about, like, he wanted Otis to always wear interesting t shirts. And it's such a dumb gimmick. It sounds
1: like Vince McMahon today. Yes.
0: Especially he's hey, like, you know what
1: we'll do we'll put him we'll, we'll put him in a singlet and when he's backstage he'll wear interesting t-shirts that's how we'll get Keith Lee over
0: <laughs> like, what,
1: like, uh, what like, are you doing man let's put a
0: three stooges and it's like Otis was probably 25 at this time and just someone who wanted to have sex with women he is not going to want a three stooges
1: on while he's performing live nah it's like ah yeah whatever but yes and it's so like it's so not a character yeah. back to the miss i feel like something you'll see a lot is like that's not a character that's i don't know a choice you could make that this person could make it's not a full character it's just something mm-hmm. uh, I did. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but let's get on to the next song
1: uh it's juggalo, juggalo paradise. paradise uh can i start can i start real quick yeah on this go one? for it uh, I want to see how you react to this. Uh, this is uh, this is in regards to the hook. I can see how uh, I can see how they argued that the juggalos are a cult. I can see how the FBI argued successfully that juggalos are a dangerous cult. I'm glad gang. that they're not a dangerous cult. Gang. Yes, gang, okay. not cult. Then the argument should have been cult. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad they're not a dangerous cult. They're very positive. They're a very positive cult. They might be the most positive cult out there, but damn, it's still very culty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. And this, again, specifically all over the song, but especially the hook. Uh, I'll have something to say at the end, um, but that's really the main thing I have to say about this song. It's very culty. I really do love this song, but I think, like, this this album, these two
0: albums made me pissed because... Generally, their war on class warfare of like, hey, the rich are bad, poor people need to rise up because the 1% that's a 1% of the population owning 99% of the wealth that's baffling, that's stupid, that sh- yes, that shouldn't happen. But this song made me just like th- how they're like, man, fuck anyone with money. It starts yeah. to become like overtly bitter and just annoying in these albums.
1: Okay. That's actually leads into kind of the last thing I have written down, which was the last, one of the last lines. Yeah. This, this, like one of the last lines of the song Jump to the, jumping to the end, they just struggling in the world they chose, which is so difficult deep everything else i'm just like yes yeah, very culty whatever and but bet if i was listening to this and if i grew up with this i would love this song because mm-hmm. that's what it does it calls you out it, it, it rally it, it, good cults good cults call out the rally cry very well mm-hmm. and other and this is mostly what this song's doing and so i'm kind of like whatever whatever until that last part none of these uh none of these five nine to five robot puppets that i see already are any better than me no worse than me just no better uh motherfucker they just struggling in the world they chose and i'm waiting on my wagons with my juggalos they're just struggling with the world they chose under hits the most important part of i think class warfare that it's very easy to lose sight of and you, you called them out on where it's like if you have money you're evil if it's, it's, you're either with us or you're against us and it, that's how we lose it's not people versus people it's people versus the corporation the yeah faceless like the second you dehumanize the enemy you're losing what we're fighting for, which is unity, which is togetherness. And they understood that with that line and that I'm not going to, I'm not going to put the song on the list, but that's such an important line. Uh, And for them to highlight that, you know, save it for the end, I think is very, eh, these hope spots. We keep getting these hope spots and then, you know, let a killer is on this album too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I, so on to the last song yeah is crystal ball i think th- this album so the last one felt unmixed and unfinished i think this is the only one that sounds unfinished
1: yeah on the double Which, z there is a have you ever heard well i think there is i don't know songs that needed polish certainly mm-hmm. but i guess they're i guess they're finished um i will say the thing that got me through this especially on radio stars was your voice in the back of my head going these are contractually obligated albums. Mm-hmm. These are not good albums. But, These, uh,
0: the thing, but like
1: the thing yeah. with radio stars
0: though, if this is contractually obligated, there's a lot of production put into this
1: shit song. They, but like if we put it all I don't know. Maybe I don't understand production enough. It all felt just like half-assed. Like a lot of production, but no production but a lot of production by the nature of what they wanted that song to be but not enough production to make that song good there. So I'll put it
0: in this. There are four different beats and instrumentals within this and they change and transition in and out of each other. That's like, that's a lot of work unless these were like throwaway beats that just Mikey Clark had. But
1: that's that's what I mean. Like there's a lot of work. For a really bad song. Yeah, yeah, I no, they, it's a lot of work, but none of that work shows yes. in the worst way possible. And, and that's what I'm
0: saying is like, if this were truly contractually obligated, like just make fun, dumb songs.
1: Well, yeah, but it's weird. They also wanted to, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, let's talk about Crystal Ball though. I did put down like, the, it's kind of
0: hypnotic and you know. C- I like Crystal Ball a lot. Really thinking about it. I love it. I'm just like hypnotized right now. I pledge allegiance to the carnival.
1: All right. I want to go that far. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. But, uh, but do you know, do you know the song released by Black Blackalicious? I do not. That's a very, that when I, when I was first, like finally, like starting to get, listen to hip hop my, uh, my, my personal foray into, 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 into hip hop. Um, that was one of those songs that like I discovered and was like, was one of those early, like, oh, it, I didn't realize, I didn't realize this genre had these feelings. You know, I'm coming from punk rock and like metal, whereas you kind of, I like punk, but like for the most part, you kind of really only get one feeling with it, you know, especially like with hardcore punk, you really just get the hardcore feeling. Then I remember like flipping around, like, like hip hop. And I'm listening to, I'm listening to Tyler. um, I'm starting to get I'm starting to get into cool Keith. I'm starting to get into MF doom. And this song pops on one of my playlist, like one, I think Pandora. And it's, it it took me to such a prayerful state and such a Zen state. That, like, it really blew up in my mind, and I wondered if young juggalos out there uh, kind of had that epiphany uh, when they heard this song for the first time. The, the, the same epiphany I had when I heard uh, release, which is exactly what that word invokes. It's, it's 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 a building of tension. It's an acknowledging of the tension within, within yourself and being able to release it and to find peace in your crystal ball. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I'll say this song does it in eight minutes. That song does it in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh. But both songs need to be, they need to be that long to kind of like reach that earnest uh, zen state.
0: I really, did, I forgot that it was part of that and not like a hidden song in it. When like there's talking about like the rain coming down and there's like a female vocalist
1: on it. That yes. part was very good. Just make yes. the song that. I mean but I'm also okay with the first part. Yeah. I should also the, the thing about release it's also a song within three parts. Mm-hmm. Uh there's kind of like a like a speed verse and then the prayer the uh the, the sort of the internalization of it all and then it comes back into a very like hip hop like 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 a very like hip hop funky. No, we doing this to do this baby. Yeah, get in here. Let's do an episode just on release. I would. that song's so fucking good. I'll be down with that. It would still take us 45 minutes to discuss. Probably. I also had it wrote down, because uh, I wrote down, it's a church. I think very immediately becomes very, that metaphor becomes very clear of like, yeah, it's kind of your, your, your personal church. Your body's the temple. Mm-hmm. A very clever prayer. And this question, now, because we find out later in life, ICP might be a Christian act. If ICP is a Christian act, if they are, is every song a prayer? Probably, but also it's on this album we find that out. It's on the yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. This wait, do we really? That they're yeah. very
0: Christiany on Bazaar, the album <laughs> or the title song Bazaar. There's a reverse thing. He's like, he says something and he's like, flip that around for an important message.
1: It is the sixth is holy. Oh uh, wait, which and which is the sixth? Is he referring to Joker cards yes, there, the, or is the it, wraith oh. like Shangri La, baby? Okay, we haven't gotten to okay, okay. I want to make sure I didn't miss it.
0: Juggalos and Juggalettes and fucking Fago Showers. Ooh, I can't wait till we get to that specific song. Oh
1: my God. Ah! I liked this song though. Yeah. Uh, I think you did as well. It's a good, I don't know if it makes the list. I'm bummed that that this is the last song because it has all the bonus songs attached and we can't put it on the uh, Hulu. uh, Hulu. Yeah. We can't put it on the Spotify list because it's just going to be a 20 minute track and I don't want to do that. Oh I,
0: I wouldn't I don't think this yeah. holds on its own even if we cut that out to be on the ah.
1: list. But speaking of which, what's what do you think? Oh, okay. Um oh, also, uh, last things, uh the free, the beat on the freestyle should have been saved. That beat was great. I was so My, bummed that it was on that freestyle. That freestyle fucking sucked. Like I I know, but the beat was just... so good. I love horns. So I loved the I loved the beat. I was so bummed when I heard the beat come in. And I was like fuck. This is going to be bad. Yeah.
0: When just <laughs> people who aren't good at rapping already start freestyling, I'm like, ooh, boy. Yeah. We've All talked right. about it. It's like improv. If you, you When you see really good improv or
1: really good freestyling, holy shit, how are they doing that? When you see it's really bad, you die a little bit every yep. time. The, your Mama Jokes was fine. And then I did like the Ballad to the Fans, uh, that last little guitar bit. Where it's like, that's as a fan listening to the bonus tracks, that's that kind of little fan service I love. I love that. Um, even uh, where it's just like, hey, you could have bought all these other things. And it's kind of like fun, like little like you could have done your laundry. You could have done that. could have bought lettuce or whatever. Uh, but it's like, but you bought this and I hope you liked it. It's very sweet. I would like to say something to anyone looking
0: to make an album and you think you should put hidden tracks on it. Make the silence no longer than 30 seconds. Uh, Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're I think I'm okay with that. I think that's a good idea. If you want to do 10 seconds afterwards, go for it. But 30 seconds, if you
1: are debating on anything after that, please do not. Like, yeah, I I like the ideas. But Bowling for Soup did that, too, where it's like 15, 20 minutes or something like that. And it's like, that's can't come on. Bowling for Soup. I love I love you. Phineas and Ferbs. It's going to be a great show that it hasn't come out yet when I'm listening to this album. Um, but it's going to be great. But like, yeah, that's too long. And Chuck E. Cheese is going to get radical, baby. Uh, so we're, okay. Um, so we need to, we, so the, the playlist. Yes. For Chuck, and Chuck E. Cheese. No, we can't. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. The playlist. I'll probably just choose like Mr. Happy. I think that's looking back at it. The only songs I have starred are Mr. Happy and My Axe.
0: I only have Bizarre and... Let's go all the way. So, uh, Mr. Happy. Oh, I hated.
1: Love's let's go all the way. Okay,
0: well then, Bizarre and Mr. Happy?
1: Sure. I didn't like Bizarre, but well, this I is mean, your choice.
0: What, the funnest song. Is like, I'm it's, so
1: bizarre. It felt too safe. It felt too tame. All right, then, That's my choice listening. is Bizarre. Your choice is... Mr. Happy. All right. right, so hope Mr. Happy. As long nice. as it's not my axe,
0: I would have had to... Give an axe to your response and just put it. I would have been like, Sean, I'm so... I don't, Guys, just Sean was speechless. He couldn't think of something.
1: If you had gone, let's go all the way, I would have insisted on my axe. Okay, well, then that's why I chose bizarre. Okay. Reasonable, reasonable. Good compromise, good compromise. I am going to give
0: you really quick rundown what I think, and I will also make a playlist of this on Spotify. And... You need to think of this as I am making this for cassette or vinyl. There are two sides of it, and you'll realize okay. why I'm saying that. Coming in at number one, the opening track to side A is Bizarre. Then we have Take Me Away. Next mm-hmm. is What with Featuring Twisted. Yeah. Then number four is Let's Go All the Way. Number five <laughs> is Juggalo Paradise. And number six is Crystal Ball. So that's why I'm saying okay. it's a very long song that
1: closes out the first side and it closes the first side on a positive note too mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which i think is nice i think that's nice i think that's nice i think that's nice all right so side b or side two whatever you want to call it yeah yeah first is tilt a whirl okay that's a good banker that's the bank honestly out of both i think that's still my favorite song hell yeah same that song's, yeah it's just very good yeah then rainbows
0: and stuff yeah mr happy i was gonna say okay i'm glad Now, this one has an asterisk because I technically could only find 11 songs. I was like, oh, yes, I would put this on here. Okay. This is just the best of the worst
1: because I needed 12 songs. Questions. I mean, questions isn't the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But out of – I chose
0: my favorites. (laughs) Then I only had 11. So I was like, okay, well, out of the scraps, what do I choose? So questions, then still stabbing. Okay, and then closing it out is the Pendulum's promise. I like that. I like that a lot. Which one do you think had more
1: choices from Bizarre with two A's or Bizarre with two Z's? Oh, I didn't care enough to keep count. It is perfectly <laughs> even, is it really? That's yeah. nice. Okay, I and mean, because it's like, kind of like where you want to be with it, because half the you know one album is much more positive, one album is much more, murdery, uh, and you want both. I think with ICP, mm-hmm. you want the message. And you want the fantasy, yeah, I like it. Good job, hell James. yeah, pr- guys! Proud ooh, of you, bud. Ooh, 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 ooh. Plugs, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I leave and in that silence we just had? I wasn't sure if we we're ready to wrap it up. Yeah, I'm Goose von Kaiser on Twitch and on Twitter. I'm my name, and that's all. Hey guys, if you're listening to this the day this is released, I believe. Let me
0: double check the calendar. So if you're listening to this on the 7th, we are doing a call-in show for Mostly Speaking Sentai. We do them every single year for the past three years. We open the phone lines. It'll be on Twitch. You can call in and talk to us. We have a call-in topic. It's going to be fun. I believe that starts at 7.30 Central Time and goes till 9 Central Time. So guys, check that out. Uh, a little boy who died always calls in his name's upside down man i'm hoping we moved so i don't know if the apartment is haunted or if like we are being haunted by That's this exciting you get to find out yeah i'm i'm very yeah. excited god i hope upside. upside down man last year i needed him it was very we started talking about frank and frank got to hang out with upside down man all the time now yay so please check that out. December seventh, twitch.tv forward slash Mostly Speaking Sentai. I'm pretty sure there's links in the description, or just check out Mostly Speaking Sentai wherever you're listening to this. Check that out. Listen to a Sean episode. They're very funny. The Bible Man one. That was that's good. The if you Bible like wrestling, man. you will also like Super Sentai. I guarantee you will. But <laughs> yeah, go over to Patreon.com forward slash MLM Pod as the best way to support it. Patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where you can get exclusive podcasts such as Engage with Nicolas Cage, Toku Reading Corner, Talking About Beyblade, and This Existed. It's going to be fun. Sean will eventually be on a This Existed in the future, but he's been on Talking About Beyblade and Engage with Nicolas Cage. That's every Friday you get a free po- or a new podcast. And That's just $5 a month. If you're $10 a month, you get extra watch-alongs, which during December, I'm going to be doing a watch-along every single week, so you get even more content if you're a $10 patron, and you get shout-outs every single Free Freed podcast. So let's begin with that, starting with, and I'm going to run through them real quick. Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z., The Waz. Why? Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D-F-O. Why? Kayla, aka Two Grapes. Why, why? Elliot W. At Garlic Sunshine on Instagram for their amazing artwork. Why? Jordan B. The Chaos Witch. Why? Nicole's brother, J- Josh. Brother, why? And new $10 patron, Steve Barnes. At Intro Void on Spotify and Substack. Check him out. He's done music with me. You gotta listen. Why? Because he's good. Yeah, I've been James. Nice. I've been Sean. And this has been a podcast. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Hey, guys. Actually, before we leave, I forgot to tell everyone. Next week, we're doing Tales from the Lotus pod, specifically the Mars version, the red one, because, hey, ABK is great. His first two solo albums, really fucking good. But... Mars bodied everyone on Tales from the Lotus Pod. He made everyone look like amateurs. So, of course, we're doing that one. The ABK one cannot hold weight to the Mars version. All right, guys. See you later. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.